0: This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, RGOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for RGOSEP. Thank you for joining us. Those of us here in Louisiana and those of you in many other parts of the country and the world continue to fight the spread of COVID-19. The coronavirus fight efforts have been difficult, but we are taking all the steps necessary to combat the problem. A little later in this episode, we will examine some of those steps in regards to our businesses and events. Louisiana State Fire Marshal Butch Browning joins us to talk about the enforcement issues, and we will examine some of the back-to-school information for you parents. This is also the time of year we start to focus a little more attention on hurricane season. The August and September window is typically what many refer to as the heart of hurricane season as activity increases. The experts are still predicting an above-average hurricane season this year, which we've already seen, as we often say, it only takes one. Before we get started with our interview, we would like to start each episode with emergency preparedness information. Back to school is a time where everyone is excited for new adventures and opportunities. Of course, this year has challenges of COVID-19, and adjustments are being made to continue to educate, motivate, and inspire. Your educational leaders care and love your kids as well as love their staff. They continue to work to plan to make the best decisions for your children to keep them safe and learning. Starting routines and habits are essential to transitioning to any change. Mask covering, social distancing, and hand hygiene continue to be the best practices for reduced COVID-19 exposure. Just like getting your child back to a routine bedtime schedule, it is important to do that at least a week prior to back to school. Thus, it is similar in getting them acclimated to wearing a mask. Conditioning to these measures takes time, so start now, and this also goes for teachers, bus drivers, and staff. As a parent, many of you have been bombarded with tons of information about COVID-19, and guidance has varied in the course of the initial emergency onset. It is important to stay informed and knowledgeable and take care of yourself to cope accordingly to changes in guidance, as your response will be modeled and mimicked by your children check out conquercovid19.la. This website is a clearinghouse of tips and tools to help you with strategies from self-care, awareness, and good habits to increase your physical and emotional wellness. Know it is okay to talk about your feelings and your desire for things to be back to normal. COVID-19 has impacted us on so many levels, but normal is only the cycle on a washing machine. Adjustments in life are ever changing and constant, and we need to continue to process, get support, and move toward goals to continue living our lives. If you need to connect and de-stress, in all caps, you text "reach out" to seven four one seven four one. Again, that's "reach out" to seven four one seven four one to be connected to free, confidential, twenty-four-seven trained crisis counselors. This support can guide you to cope and provide a pathway to reduce heightened levels of emotional distress. That's today's preparedness tip. Now on to our interview. Louisiana State Fire Marshal Butch Browning has led many of the enforcement issues for the state as we have fought to stop the coronavirus spread. He joins us now by phone. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Mike, for having me.
0: As we record today, it's been roughly a month since Governor Edwards announced his mandates, making mass necessary statewide, and ordering the closure of certain businesses like bars. Overall, as you uh, have interacted with businesses, what's the attitude with the public right now?
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna tell you something: the 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 spirit of cooperation and and the willingness to uh, to understand. Uh, it has been exceptional. But you know, it's real deeper than that. I mean, we're really, I mean, I'm gonna say we're four months into uh, what we started with the toolbox for businesses to have to understand these mitigation measures, uh, these capacity measures, all the things that the scientists that started from the White House guidance that was perfected to Louisiana specific needs, you know, we put it together in, in the opensafely.la.gov package. Uh, And it's been a great guidance, but you know, what we found, you know, not only are businesses, you know, welcoming to, to do these things, they're very welcoming to the fact that we can go in and educate them on the mitigation measures. You know, some of the examples that we've done is we've went into businesses, maybe a restaurant for example, and we said, Hey, uh, if we could, uh, move this table here, move this table here, we can actually get a higher capacity. And it's actually been a big success in our education process in that, hey, you know, if we work together and understand and and, and and apply these measures specifically to your business, you can actually get more out of what you're trying to do. So, so it's actually been a, uh, I mean, just an amazing partnership, and, and, and I, I have nothing but but the utmost uh, appreciation and, and respect for what our business people are doing because they're trying to run a responsible and safe business to protect their employees. And we've just been a partner to that.
0: Have you found some businesses that maybe thought they were in compliance, but maybe had some issues that they needed to, uh, you know, to tweak in order to kind of get things right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and you know, when you use this word violation and compliance and citation. You know, th- those are common terms in traditional enforcement, you know, whether you've ran a, a stoplight, you know, and you get a ticket or, you know, whether you, you've got a, a fire code, you know, serious fire code violation, you know, in, in, in the Fire Marshal's Act. You know, it the, these type of mitigation measures, when you find things that are, that are of concern, you know, most of them rise to a situation where you help them change a process to be safer. And, and I think that's kind of... Uh, what we've learned is that you know people want to know how to do it better, but but all in all, I mean the the things that we've noted uh, in our visits have all been minor things that they can correct. I mean, you know, uh, you we talk about how we should be constantly cleaning areas. Maybe maybe someone goes into a restaurant, sits at a table, as soon as they leave, the area should be cleaned. You know, that that's a new norm that i mean that that's an unknown thing when you think about all the touch points in a building Mm -hmm. doorknobs and windows and you know you're basically retraining people to do things and and over the last four or five months i think that we've created you know very good habits as it relates to the mitigation of covid uh across the state not only with business people but the public in general
0: as you're um interacting with the businesses what what is their attitude and what can the public do, I guess, to help uh, promote, you know, this cooperation?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so, you know, I think the public in general, you know, uh, you know, wants things to be safe and expect things to be safe. And, Many folks are on guard when they go into businesses you know, ho- making sure that they see signs that the, that the mitigation measures are being followed, that the, the, the no congregate gatherings are being followed, and these type of things. So you know, I, I think first and foremost, you, know, you as, a, as a citizen, there's a level of, of personal responsibility that, that you possess. Certainly, it, it starts with mask wearing as, as an individual. Uh, but, but secondly, I think if you go into a business – you know, I mean, you, you should be looking for things to to help that business be successful. But if you don't think that business is doing what they should do, maybe employees aren't wearing, wearing masks. Maybe you think there's too many people in the building. Maybe you don't believe things are being cleaned appropriately. You know, wh- what we've been telling people is, hey, make your you know observations known. I mean, if, if I go into a restaurant and my meal's not prepared to my liking, you know, I got every right to tell the management, hey, it's not, it's not right. And, and in, 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 in almost every case, they're going to make it right because they want to satisfy the customer. So if you have concerns or you have complaints, you need to take it up with the people who run the business first. I think that's the, the right thing to do. And, you know, in, in many cases, um, you know, if you have a conversation with somebody, you, you, you actually create an understanding and maybe what you thought was wrong, May not be wrong, mm-hmm. or maybe what you thought was wrong, you bring it to the attention of the business operator, and they acknowledge it and they, and they make the corrective action. So that's the first thing to do. And and I think you know, much success again has happened because people are talking and having conversations about this this whole pandemic. That again, we're learning more and more about every day.
0: It's funny you say that because I saw a situation yesterday where uh, it was an older lady that was in a uh, convenience store, gas station. And uh, one of the employees at the gas station, this younger guy, was very polite, uh, but he wasn't wearing his mask the right way. And I, I noticed it and didn't really say anything, but the lady behind me wasn't having any part of it. You know, you, you could tell yeah. she she, uh, yeah. she was going to speak her mind. So she, she told him, she goes, you know, you need to do it right. And he goes, yes, ma'am. And he was very polite about it. And he goes, I'm healthy. And she goes, I'm trying to keep you that way. And he goes, I got it. I got it. You know, so it is easier well, sometimes to work with people rather than just and, and post, listen, posting a, things on social media and, and not asking, oh, yeah. you know, for help to begin yeah.
1: with. Well, I mean, let me tell you something I, again. If people can have if people can have respectful conversation, you can solve any problem and build compromising anything has especially as it relates to this COVID threat that we're under but you know the, the new norm and, and, and this is what's so so uh, different you know i mean we, when you pull up to a store you're expected to wear a mask when you go into the building mm-hmm. well you know when most people pull up to, to a grocery store uh you know the first thing they grab is their cell phone to go into the store well now you got to remember to grab your cell phone and your mask yep. you know I mean, I mean, the the mask is your new piece of equipment, you know, it's it's not as important as a cell phone, I guess, but it's very important if you're trying to protect the health and safety of yourself and the people around you.
0: That's a, that's a great point. You know, the other thing that, that I feel like kind of gets lost in this whole conversation, what the state is doing and what the governor's doing and and what our leaders are doing is is right along the same guidelines as, as Washington and the CDC. Can you can you kind of talk about that?
1: Well, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, we follow the, uh, the, the, the reopening guidance of, of the White House from the beginning. In fact, you know, when we went to phase one, um, we actually tweaked it to make it more, uh, I guess, responsive to what the numbers were in Louisiana. Because, you know, in phase one, on the federal level, bars weren't allowed to be open, nor were gymnasiums allowed to be open. Well, you know, when, when LDH sat down with their numbers and, and their risk and, and met with the governor and, and talked about specifics in Louisiana, you know, we kind of stepped forward and, you know, and, and leaned forward and we allowed bars to be open. I mean, we put some, some similar guidance on them, like a restaurant where people have to be seated uh, and socially distanced and in the gyms as well under some similar guidance. You know, so you know, Louisiana, in, in in my view, you know, has has been very ahead of everyone else. It's probably why our numbers went down so quickly in the beginning, maybe. Um, and you know, and of course, as the country spiked up again, you know, we saw the trend, but we weren't in we weren't in desperate measures. I mean, we were able to stay. You know, pretty much within phase two right now, uh, when the rest of the country, you know, is going back to uh, to, you know, I guess they're phase one and, and even worse. So, you know, Louisiana, I think, has done a great job. I mean, there's been a lot of communication. I mean, I mean every day, you know, I get emails from the uh, from the governor's office and through GOSEP, where you know, the White House is communicating with. With, with what the emergency people are doing here in this state every day. So, you know, I think there's a great partnership between the federal and state to make the right decisions. Uh, and again, you know, there is no textbook on this. There is no code book on this. You know, I've certainly learned a lot today compared to five months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's ever evolving, man. It, I mean, it's, 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 it, it's one of the most uh, indifferent disasters that I've certainly ever been involved in. I mean, we can predict the outcomes of hurricanes and floods and tornadoes and what the appropriate responses are, you know, but we're really reliant on on so much federal information coming down and so much research and, and what the medical professionals do to make emergency decisions. And it's a, a much different paradigm than what I'm used to operating in.
0: Good point. Um, I think it's kind of important to go into these last couple of questions, you know, by saying the governor's made a point all along too, that we're not going to enforce our way uh, into these you know better practices in some ways, you know we need the public to understand uh, and cooperate and and hopefully we can get through it. But if someone in the public does see a business or maybe they see then an event's being held, you know where there's you know some really unsafe things going on, what's the reporting process, or what should that person uh, try to do initially? And, and
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know again, I mean, have a discussion with the with the business. I mean, you're I mean you you're a customer, you have a voice. Uh, and, you know, if that doesn't work, you know, you can certainly, you know, pass your concerns on to us, uh, you know, on the fire marshal's website, LASFM.org. Uh, we have a complaint button where people can enter complaints, not only for COVID, we, we get complaints all the time for fire code violations. We get our, our you know, tips of potential arsons across the state. You know, it, it, it's a very good way to communicate with us. Uh, and then, and we look into it, but it should be noted. I mean, you know, the way we've been doing these, um, you know, investigations into complaints. You know, we're sometimes we call the businesses on the phone if we think it's something we can resolve on the phone. But when we do go out there and meet with the business, it's all in a spirit of cooperation, and, and we approach every uh, every complaint, you know, as an opportunity to build an understanding. I got to tell you, there's a significant amount of the complaints that we receive that when we look into them are really unfounded. Because again, you know, you got to look at the situation, and you got you got to compare it to the guidance and just because something necessarily doesn't look right, it may not be contrary to the guidance. So, mm-hmm. you know, we do, we do our due diligence with talking to people and having a discussion. Uh, and, and again, building an understanding, and, and a lot of that understanding is, uh, you know, them educating us on what their business does, and we educating them on the, the host of guidance and, and trying, and, you know, put it in place for a successful operation.
0: And the last thing I want to hit on, if if I'm a small business owner and there's such a wide range of businesses, you know, across the state, and maybe I'm unsure of what I should be doing, can they t- contact your office for help uh, on that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I would I would push them first to opensafely.la.gov, where you can uh, you can look at the guidance on the different business types in the state as to COVID mitigation, and you also have the opportunity to sign up with us. Uh, to receive continual communication has guidance changes and situation changes uh, you know we uh, we just pushed out uh, to all of our registrants uh, I guess uh, a few days ago some new guidance on what do you do if one of your employees tests positive so you know has has the state is is, is seeing the questions and the you know the opportunities to provide information to the public we we loaded on opensafely.la.gov uh, to be able to to communicate that so we have a consistent voice and you know and and just using the power of communication
0: good deal again that's opensafely.la.gov if you haven't checked that out uh, there's a lot of great information on that website. There's a lot of good information on the State Fire Marshal's website, anyway. But it's it's another good resource to have as we all try to try to work through this. Sir, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for your employees out there trying to uh, keep us safe, and uh, thank you for taking time with us. Sure, sure. Thank you. Now we'll move to the emergency resource segment for this episode. NOAA has updated its 2020 Atlantic hurricane season outlook. We've already seen a record breaking period for the first part of the 2020 season. NOAA now calls for 19 to 25 named storms of which seven to 11 could become hurricanes. And that includes what they consider three to six major hurricanes. Why is that important? This is the first time NOAA has predicted as many as 25 named storms for a season. If the forecast proves true, 2020 would be the second most active Atlantic hurricane season behind only the record shattering 2005 season. Of course, this is going to happen in 2020. Also, researchers at Colorado State University are forecasting a 75% chance that the U.S. coast will be struck by a major hurricane, Category 3 or greater, during the 2020 season. This is significant because Category 3, 4, and 5 systems cause 85% of all hurricane damage. But as we've seen in the past, much smaller storms can also cause damage and prove to be dangerous. You can find a lot of information on NOAA's Twitter account. That's at NOAA, N-O-A-A at NOAA, N-O-A-A. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Louisiana State Fire Marshal Butch Browning for joining us don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned. You can find more preparedness information on getagameplan.org. We also want to thank producer Troy Perez and the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency for Lopa for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at donatelifela.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. You can find out more on most of the topics we talked about today by following GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. Stay safe. Mask up. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lopa and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.